Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. Once again, we bring you the thrilling adventures of The Shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The shadow who aids the forces of law and order is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Disappearing Corpse. As our story opens, it is late afternoon of a dark and dreary day, and we find Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane on a tour of inspection. They are inspecting some of the city's poorer districts, and Margot is wondering what it's all about. Lamont, are you ready to tell me now what we're doing here? But I did tell you, Margot. We're picking up some local colour. In this unsavoury neighbourhood? Oh, only 50 years ago, this was considered one of the most exclusive districts in town. Why, there was more money living along these streets. What's that? Hmm? A shop, Margot. Come around that corner. Come on. Come on, give me a hand. I, I can't keep up with you. Perhaps you'd better not. Oh, be careful, please. Anything could happen in this neighborhood. It has, Margot. That man, lying in the gutter. I'd better take a look at him. There you are, Margot. There might be some more shooting. No, I'm staying with you. You just pick up? A gun. Evidently dropped in a hurry by whoever shot this fellow. I'll slip it into my coat pocket as evidence. What about him? Is he is he dead? No, but he's badly hurt. We'll have to get a doctor in a hurry. Oh. Well, the bond. Hmm? Look, look there, there behind you. A doctor's nameplate. Where? Oh, yes. Dr. Braddock. All right, Margot, I'll stay here with this man. You tell Dr. Braddock that we've got a case for him. Careful. Careful, Mr. Cranston. We must get the stretcher into the house without jarring the patient. Gently, Mr. Cranston, now. Gently. Uh, that does it. Now, into my surgery. That room directly ahead. But Dr. Braddock, he, 
He looks dead. He isn't, Miss Lane, but only a miracle can save him with a bullet so close to his heart. And now, Mr. Cranston, we'll lay him on this operating table. You're with the stretcher, Doctor? Yes, I don't want to move him unnecessarily. There, Miss Lane, will you be good enough to close that window? Yes, Doctor. We must keep out as much infection as possible. Nurse, Miss Parker. Yes, Doctor. Prepare the patient for surgery while I sterilize. Yes. I beg your pardon, Doctor, but uh, don't you think Miss Lane and Mr. Cranston should leave the room? Why, of course, they'll go. Uh, Dr. Barrick, would you mind very much if I watched you operate? I certainly would, Mr. Cranston. I can't take the risk of infecting this man. He's close to death without additional exposure. And thank you for whatever assistance you had in mind. Oh, that's all right, Doctor. Come on, Margot, we'll sit in the waiting room. Thank you. Uh, Miss Parker, tie my gown, please. I'll need a hypodermic. Two cc's. Oh, Margot, this may take some time. You may as well be comfortable. Now, give me a coat, dear. I'll hang it up on this stand. Lamont, what are you thinking about? Hmm? Oh, that fellow in the surgery. Oh? Do you... I've seen him before, someplace. You sure? I'd stake my life on it, Margot. Mm, you are sure. But how is it he didn't look familiar to you half an hour ago? He did. That's why I wanted to stay in the surgery. What? I'm afraid this is slightly over my head, Lamont. Well, you see, Margot, in there I would have had a chance to go through his clothes, perhaps find some identification. Oh. Did you notice that mole on his neck, right on his Adam's apple? Well, I can't say that I did. Well, I've got an idea I've seen that mole before. Oh, Mr. Cranston. Dr. Braddock, how's the patient? He's dead, Miss Lane. Oh. Uh, Miss Parker, will you come in here, please, and bring your notebook? Certainly, Doctor. Uh, Mr. Cranston, there was absolutely nothing I could do to save that man's life, although I tried. I understand. Was he a friend of yours? No. As a matter of fact, we were walking along the street when we heard the shot. Did you see anyone? We were around the corner when it happened. Didn't you or your nurse hear the shot? I didn't. But then we might have and thought it was a car backfiring. Mr. Cranston, I'll have to report this incident to the police and give your name. I know your duty as a physician. Naturally. You're quite sure you didn't know that man? Well, I didn't say that, Doctor. I think I do know him. Oh? You might be able to help me. Did you find any identification on that fellow? Identification? I didn't look for any. He was in too serious a condition. Would you mind if I went into your surgery and searched him? Well, it's irregular, but go ahead. Thanks. Hey, what's going on here? Lamont, is something wrong? Something wrong? Well, that body isn't here. Isn't there? But this is ridiculous. He must be there. Well, look for yourself, Dr. Baddock. Very well. I don't understand it. Nurse Parker and I left the dead man on the operating table not two minutes ago. And it got up and walked out. Look, Lamont, that window's open, and I remember closing it. That body was stolen. But who would do such a thing in my office with the four of us in the waiting room not 20 feet away? I don't know. But whoever did... Lamont. What is it, Margot? Before we do any speculating, don't you think Commissioner Weston should hear about this right away? Now, 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 just a minute, Cranston, and you too, Miss Lane. You mean to tell me you were in the next room when that corpse was stolen? Yes, Commissioner, with Dr. Braddock and his nurse, Miss Parker. And you heard nothing? In the surgery, not a sound. Yeah, lots of things have happened in this district, but this beats them all. Any clues as to who the dead man was? None, Commissioner, except the mole on his Adam's apple. <laughs> That's a great help. How about the murderer? Did he leave anything around? Only his gun. Hey? Oh, come on, where is it? 
Well, I have it right here in my coat pocket. Now, don't tell me you've misplaced it, Cranston. I don't understand. I picked it up in the street and put it in my coat pocket. And while Dr. Braddock was operating, I hung Margot's coat and my coat... Oh, but you didn't, Lamont. Hmm? You hung my coat on the stand, but your coat you threw on a chair. Yes, I did. Well, the gun must have fallen out. You certainly know, Mr. Cranston, how to help the police department, don't you? Commissioner, if we hurry back to Dr. Braddock's house... Don't bother. I'll manage this little case all by myself. And thanks for finding a corpse and then losing him. Now, just a minute, Commissioner. And for finding a perfect piece of evidence like a gun and losing that, too. You're certainly in rare form this time, Mr. Cranston. Well, Lamont? Not too well, Margot. Come on, I'll take you home. And then what? I don't know. I might even blow my brains out, if any. Come on, Lamont, don't be so depressed. I seem to be missing on all cylinders, Margaret. What you need is a cup of hot tea and a chance to think. I could only remember who that dead man was, where I've seen him. Here, give me a coat. I'll hang it up. All right, darling. Oh, answer that phone, will you? I'll go into the kitchen and start the tea going. Hello. Oh, it's you, is it? No, yes, Commissioner, it's me. Well, Mr. Cranston, for your information, I've just been to Dr. Braddock's house. Did you find any trace of the body? No, nor of the gun. Nor of Dr. Braddock, for that matter. What? And if you want another piece of information, Cranston, nobody's living in that house. Now, just a minute, Commissioner. Didn't you notice the dust covers on the furniture? Hmm? Well, what are you talking about, Commissioner? You should have looked through the window before you decided to play a practical joke on me. But, Commissioner, it's no joke. Braddock and his nurse were in that house. I helped them carry the wounded man in. All right. Well, let me tell you something for the sake of a beautiful face. Oh, Lamont! Lamont! Hello. Who's doing all the screaming there? It's Margot. Hold the line, Commissioner. Margot, what is it? It's here, Lamont. Lamont, it's here. What's here? The body. In the pantry. Well, I'll be... How do... Margot, I'm going to tell Commissioner Weston to come over immediately. This ought to make his hair stand on end. <laughs> Get back upstairs, Margot. I wish I knew what all this is leading to, Lamont. Well, it's obvious that whoever brought the corpse into your flat had to use this tradesman's stairway. That's not what I mean. Using the front entrance would be too dangerous. The lift man and the other people would see the murderer. The tradesman's entrance is into the basement through a dark lane. Then he came up those stairs into your flat. That's what I mean. Why my flat? I don't know, Margot. But it's certainly part of a plan. Well, I don't mind telling you I'm nervous. Imagine going into a pantry for some tea and, uh, and finding a corpse. A corpse that was stolen. But what kind of a plan? Who's behind it? What does, it, what does he want? Oh, I'm sure I don't know. Let's go into the living room. Oh, Lamont, will you please stop staring at that body? Yeah, that's another thing. That mole on his Adam's apple. I've seen him somewhere, but I don't know just where. Lamont, are you coming into the living room? <sighs> yes, I'm coming. I'm sure, I'm sure. Sure, that's the key to the whole riddle. What is? The identity of that man. Margot, I've never felt so strongly about anything. The minute I find out who that man is, I'll know who killed him. Well, then think while I try to relax. It's been a pretty tough day for you, hasn't it? <laughs> Being a lady and waiting for Lamont Cranston, alias the Shadow, isn't exactly easy. Still, that's my business. Well, that must be Weston. I'll answer it then. All right. 
Where's the corpse, Cranston? In the pantry, Commissioner. And this time it'll better be there. Oh, you look kind of sick, Miss Lane. So will you, Commissioner, when you see what's in the pantry. All right, then, let's see. Over there, Commissioner. Where? In the pantry. That's what I thought you said. No corpse in there. What? Cranston, I'm getting tired of this. <laughs> Margot. Margot. So you think it's pretty funny, Miss Lane? Don't you see that she's hysterical? Oh, yes, yes, I can. Just like I'm going to be in two shakes of a cuckoo's eyebrow. <laughs> yes. I'm busting my ribs laughing. What in the name of ridiculous do you think I am? The police commissioner of a big city or a straight man in your rotten Vodavalak? The disappearing corpse. Now look here. Much more of this Cranston. I... Look, sir, help me. I'll arrest you for disturbing the peace. A difficult situation for Lamont Cranston to explain. It looks as though the shadow will need to take a hand. We'll return to this adventure in just a few moments. And now, back to the shadow. It is later that evening, and we find Margot sitting between Lamont Cranston and Commissioner Weston in the front seat of Weston's car. All right, Cranston, I'm giving you this one last chance to prove yourself. If you're telling the truth, all right. But if this is a joke... It's no joke, Commissioner. Somebody's playing a girlish game with a murdered man, and I'm convinced we'll find the reason for it at Dr. Braddock's house. We'd better. For your sake, Cranston. How do you feel, Miss Lane? Perfectly all right now, Commissioner. Good. I, uh, I don't want you to think I didn't believe you really were hysterical for a moment, Miss Lane, but, well, you caught me at a time and I wouldn't have believed my own grandmother, Mr. Soul. Yes, I understand. Well, uh, there's Dr. Braddock's house. Yes, it is. Well, there's a light inside. I've noticed. Is this the house you came to, Commissioner, and found unoccupied? This is it. Now, look here. Are you trying to tell me I went to the wrong house? It's possible. Well, this is the house, Cranston. There's only one Dr. Braddock in the street and only one plate with his name on it. There was no one home when you rang the bell. So it seems. There were no lights. The furniture was covered. Yes? Hello, Miss Parker. Do you wish to see the doctor? Yes, if he's in there. Come in, please. Dr. Braddock will be with you in a moment. Thank you. This way, please. Lamont, she doesn't recognize us. Looks like a convenient lapse of memory, Margot. Now, which one of you is the patient? None of us. Say, what happened to the sheets that were on this furniture a couple of hours ago? The sheets? I I took them off. Why were they on? Why didn't someone answer the bell? May I know what right you have to question me? Certainly. Commissioner Weston, please. Oh, something happened. That's what I'm trying to find out. Where were you and Dr. Braddock? I was home. The doctor was out of the city. But that... that just isn't true, Commissioner. They were right here. Why, Dr. Braddock even helped Lamont carry the wounded man into this house. Into this house? A wounded man? Who died, Miss Parker. Hi, Commissioner, I can show you the surgery in which Dr. Braddock operated, and from which the body was stolen. It's over here. Let's have a look at it. But this is no surgery, Cranston. But it was. I only this afternoon. With all that junk piled over the floor? This isn't the room, Commissioner. What's that, Miss Lane? Cranston just said it was. Now, is it or isn't it? Well, it is, but it wasn't anything like this when Lamont and I were here. It was clean and neat, and there was an operating table standing right there in the middle. Was there, Miss Parker? Of course not, Commissioner. This room has always been a storage room. Would you like to see the surgery? No, thank you. I think I've seen just about enough. All right, Cranston, Miss Lane, I said this would be your last chance, so you'd better start talking and make it sound convincing. After we've seen Dr. Barrick. 
Where is he, Miss Parker? In his study. Come with me, please. Excuse me. Uh, Dr. Braddock, some people to see you. Uh, ask them to come in, Miss Parker. Thank you. Miss Lane, Mr. Cranston, Police Commissioner Weston. Police? But Lamont, this isn't Dr. Braddock. I beg your pardon, young lady. You're not the man who was here this afternoon. Here this afternoon? Miss Parker, what is the meaning of this? I don't know, Doctor. But I think these people are trying to ruin your reputation. Well? They claimed you operated on a wounded man, and that after he died, his body was stolen. I see. That's a very serious charge. Are you preferring it, Commissioner? I am not. I can emphatically say no one has occupied this house for a month. Miss Parker will tell you that. I already have, Doctor. I was out of the city on a holiday. I can prove that, Commissioner. Also, that I am Dr. Braddock and have been for many years. But somebody was here this afternoon working with Miss Parker. I think you've done quite enough harm, Mr. Cranston, without trying to involve my nurse. And now, if there's nothing I can do for you as a doctor... Oh, but there is. You can do me a big favor, Doctor. Take Cranston and Miss Lane into your laboratory and examine their heads. Argo, this whole business is fantastic. It's utterly crazy. You don't have to tell me, Lamont, but why are we rushing to your flat? I have a hunch. I still think that dead man's identity is the key to the whole case. But how do you expect to find it there? Well, you know that file I keep on master criminals? The newspaper clippings and the pictures? Yes. But was that man a master criminal? I'm sure he wasn't. But some of those pictures were taken in police lineups. Lots of faces. Uh, one of them might be our mystery corpse with the mole on his Adam's apple. Well, I certainly hope so. What's the matter, Margo? Look. There. On the sofa. Good grief. The corpse. What are we going to do? Well, the first thing is to calm down. I'm pretty sure this is the end of the trail. Things ought to start cracking any minute now. Well, what things? I don't know yet. But I'll have a better idea if I find out what I'm looking for in this file. At least I'll know who the murderer is. Well, how? By association, perhaps. Have a look at this picture, Margot. Well, the police lineup. Oh, but so many people, I... That fellow in front, extreme left. Does that look like the corpse? Yes. Yes, that's him. Who is he, Lamont? Nick Barton. A cheap crook who had quite a lot of the city's underworld under his thumb. Do you know who killed him? I've got a pretty good idea. Somebody who obviously wanted to cut into Barton's source of loot. Well, who? Well, I'll tell you in a minute. This call is important. Hello. Hello, Mr. Cranston. This is Dr. Braddock. Really? And what can I do for you? That body that was stolen from my surgery. I understand it's in your flat. You understand correctly. You put it there. Now, Mr. Cranston, stealing a corpse is a fiendish crime. Naturally, I don't expect you to admit it. Naturally. Especially in view of the fact that you killed that man. Of course, I shall have to notify the police. Of course. You tell the police and the corpse and I will be waiting. If you so choose. However, I have a way out for you. I'm sure of it. I can arrange to have the body removed and disposed of without any embarrassment to you. How much will it cost? Fifteen thousand. Mm -hmm. I think you'd better notify the police. Mm, pretty sure of yourself, Mr. Cranston, eh? Perhaps. Is it because you don't know that I have the gun? What? The murder weapon, Mr. Cranston, with your fingerprints on it. Why, you... <laughs> Fifteen thousand isn't such an awful lot of money, is it? All right, you win. Be at my flat at ten o'clock tonight. I'll have the money for you. Lamont, you didn't mean that, did you? No, Margot. But I'm going to have something waiting for that fellow that'll make him... Who's that? Who's there? Me, Weston. Come on, open up. Good heavens. Wait a minute, Commissioner. 
Margo, we'll have to get this body out of the way. What are you talking about? I don't want Weston to see it. Not before I've got the murderer. But why not? We've been telling Weston about the corpse My and... fingerprints are on the gun that killed him. Oh. oh. Harry, open that cupboard door. You, you're going to put him in there? That's the only safe place. Open the door. I hope you know what you're doing, Lamont. <clears throat> Time, too. Why did it take so long? Oh, hello, Miss Lane. Hello, we were just... That's all right, Miss Lane. You don't owe me any explanations. Uh, look here, Cranston. I've been thinking this whole thing over. Perhaps I've been too hard with you. Really? Yes. This business with Dr. Braddock and the disappearing corpse, it's a, it's a very good joke, and I should have been sport enough to take it. <laughs> I don't want you to think I haven't got a sense of humor. But it isn't a joke. <laughs> there, there. What? And if you'll give me a couple of hours, I'll prove it to you by delivering the corpse and the murderer. Now, listen, Cranston. Will we shake on it? No, we will not. I came out here out of the goodness of my heart to apologize for being a poor sport. But you don't know when to stop. Good night. Uh, not that way, Commissioner. Huh? Uh, look, you've got me so darned annoyed, I almost walked into that cupboard. Ah, oh, good night. Just a minute, Lamont. Hello, Miss Lane. Tony Nesbitt. Uh, I mean, Dr. Braddock. What did you call me? Why, we... So uh, you've done some investigation. Where's Cranston? Uh, he'll be back soon. He should be here now. Where'd he go? To buy a newspaper. Won't you sit down? Mm, thanks. Incidentally, Miss Lane, I have a gun. Of course. Where's the corpse? In the cupboard. But I... Do you mind if I look? No, of course not. Satisfied? Yes. How soon will Cranston be back? Well, he just went down to the corner for a new... <laughs> what was that? Didn't you laugh? No, but someone did. Listen to me, Miss Lane, if this is a trap... I know, you have a gun. And I won't hesitate to use it. Just as you used it on me, Tony. What? Who said that? I did, Tony. Look, look! The corpse. Dick Barton. It's walking. You didn't think you could kill me and not take the consequences, did you? Didn't you know Nick Barton always pays off in full anyone who crosses him? Keep away from me or I'll shoot. Go ahead and shoot, Tony. You've put one bullet through me today. That hurt. You can't hurt me anymore. Keep away from me, I tell you. Keep away. Why, Tony? Why should I? <laughs> That's twice you killed me today. Now, I'm going to kill you. No, 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 help me, somebody. Don't let him touch me. Are you afraid to die? Nick, listen, listen to me, please. Did you listen to me, Tony? Please, please, I am begging you, Nick. Don't touch me, I'll tell the police what I did to you. I'll square things, believe me, only don't touch me. No, Tony. No, no, I'm getting out of here. Hey, 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 what's going on? That corpse, I killed him. Dick Barton, I, I killed him, but he's coming after me. What? No, no, don't hold me, let me go, let me go. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Come in here, come on, come on. Now, come on. Tell us. Who did you kill? Dick Barton. Good grief. That corpse on the floor? Yes. Miss Lane, what's all this about? Where's Cranston? Right here, Commissioner. Didn't you hear me calling you? I was no more than 20 steps behind you. What is this all about? This fellow just confessed to killing Nick Barton. That corpse in the middle of your living room. Well, you know what to do with a confession, Commissioner. Who should know more about a certain murderer than the murderer himself? <laughs> 
on, start telling me what it was all about before I asked to be locked up. Well, Margot, as we learned from the police photographs, the fake Dr. Braddock was actually Tony Nesbitt. Yes. Now, Nick Barton and Tony Nesbitt were rival crooks, whose sphere of influence was the part of town we were visiting when the shooting occurred. You see, Tony killed Nick to get rid of competition. And then ran into Dr. Braddock's house? By prearrangement with Miss Parker. You see, Tony and Miss Parker were sweethearts. I see. And she let Tony pretend to be the doctor. Yes, but Lamont, why didn't they just run away, as criminals usually do after a crime? Well, that was the original plan. Tony was going to hide out in Dr. Braddock's house until the coast was clear. But when we came into the picture, Tony recognized me and couldn't resist the temptation to try a little blackmail. So he and Miss Parker hid the body while we were in the waiting room? Yes. And then they began that gowlish shuttling of the body from flat to flat. I still don't understand why. Well, that was just a clever device to make us look ridiculous. They wanted Weston to think it was a joke. With him out of the picture, Tony could go to work on me. And did. Oh. But what about the gun with your fingerprints on it? Did you lose it, or was it taken from your pocket? It was taken, Margot, by Miss Parker, while Tony was asking us a lot of questions. Oh. You know, what nauseates me is the way they carried that corpse around from place to place. And... Anyway, how could they have done it without being seen? By using a truck and moving in lanes. Well, they won't do either again, ever. <laughs> you should have seen Tony's face when he saw that corpse walk out of the cupboard. <laughs> I did. The shadow was holding that corpse up, remember? How could I forget? And believe me, I was darn scared when Tony began shooting. Margo, I'll let you into a secret. So is the shadow. Shadow knows. <laughs>